0: Why, hello there! It is Thursday, October 17th, and you're listening to a new podcast of Windberg Radio. You may be wondering, hey, where's Riley? Well, tonight, we actually have a special episode. So, a year ago, we, as you may know, pot was finally legalized in Canada. So, as I, Gabby Taylor, a non particular and Riley Friesen, who is... We decided to have a little interview to figure out if Riley's any different, when he's most taught, he's the same, what he's feeling, and just basically all the silly questions I have for people who tend to get high.
1: So stay tuned. So Riley, what yes. are we
0: doing today?
1: Um, I'm going to be asked some questions, and then I'm going to go roll the joints outside, go outside, and then come back.
0: It's important to note the date,
1: though. Oh yes, it is October seventeenth, which means it is the first year anniversary of the legalization of pot in Canada. Okay. Or cannabis, as a lot of us pot smokers like to call it. Isn't
0: the seventeenth? Is always the eighteenth? That's
1: the. No, October seventeenth, twenty eighteen, was the first day of legalization. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be, I suspect there's going to be a lot of people uh, enjoying themselves on on the 17th.
0: How has legalization of marijuana affected 420?
1: Uh, 420, essentially the 420 is now going to be still a celebration of of cannabis for the same reasons it has been before. Um, Which is mainly just the fact that it's so ingrained in the cannabis culture. Um, that that's still going to be a thing where people are still going to go to the legislative building here in Winnipeg. And
0: Before you leave, I have a few mm-hmm. questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this particular moment, how would you describe how you're feeling?
1: Right now, just very tired. Um, I've had a very long day. Um, but no, it's just still a little bit anxious from the come down of everything else, of just the, that kind of parts.
0: Speaking of anxiety, mm-hmm. part of the reason why you smoke is for anxiety. Yes. Uh, When was the last time you smoked?
1: Last... uh, That was actually yesterday. Um, In the... Because yesterday... Today's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So on... Yeah, so then I smoked on Tuesday um, in the evening, right before I went to bed. And
0: is that part of your regular schedule?
1: Yeah, it's usually part of my routine. Um, When did
0: that start to become part of your routine?
1: Actually, right after legalization um, or right around legalization on the seventeenth last year, I used to smoke almost all day every day. Then I realized that's not good for my for my lungs at least, and my short term memory I noticed was kind of um, not what it used to be because again that's constant pot use but then I realized once a day in the evenings before I go to bed actually Things started going back to normal, and my sleep pattern started improving because I had that consistency. Okay. So slowly realizing that that's what I can use for.
0: And when you originally started smoking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was it for anxiety? Was it to party? What was it for?
1: It was mainly to see and mainly to celebrate the uh, the legalization of it. Of like, yes, I can finally do this. And so also, you
0: didn't start smoking until. Like October I had smoked a couple Yeah,
1: I started smoking a couple times before that, but not regularly. Like I had like over the um, over the last like 3 years beforehand, I smoked maybe once every few months. Like or once every 6 months kind of thing. So not regularly, but I had tried it that kind of thing, but since legalization it's become more of a routine.
0: So because of legalization it mm-hmm. changed your personal schedule. Yes,
1: like I can be more open about it uh, about with people about smoking it and, and and I'm not as scared to talk about it because it's now it's legal.
0: And you do it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. A lot more
1: frequently at least. Not necessarily um, a lot of it so I I to put it in context when I before legalization maybe about um again once every 6 months probably one to two joints about the equivalent of that which is about a gram. Every okay. six months. Now, it's about three and a half grams a week.
0: Okay. Well, before mm-hmm. race, you're going to head out right away. Yeah. Um, I'll see you in a little bit. I'll yep. ask you some more questions.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Riley. Yeah. You smell, Riley. I kind of figure. Yeah. What, okay, what does it smell like to you?
0: It does smell like skunk.
1: Like skunk, yeah, yeah. It does. Like it's very skunky, yeah. That's the typical smell of pot after it's being smoked.
0: Like smoked specifically?
1: Like it depends on the uh, on the joints. Like the like there's one strain that I have called Moonbeam. It smells like pine. Okay. But it, that's more of like an earthy musky smell, not necessarily skunk. Right. Okay. Um, but other other times like the strain I have right now called the Highlands. It smells like this, very skunky and things like that. Yeah. And but only after it's been burned. Before it smells great. Right.
0: Like I don't enjoy that
1: smell. No, like the after part, like after you smoke kind of thing. No, it's not a great smell.
0: Remember in the ninth grade, there was a kid. Mm. He got back on the bus and he like reeked. mm mm-hmm. And I'm so mad because he sat in front of me.
1: hmm Yeah. No, the smell after it's done is not good. Um, but then that is also very strain specific to get a non-smelling one. Okay. Um, because it depends on how it's grown, things like that, if it's outdoor, indoor. Um, what kind of system it is, that kind of thing. I broke your egg. I'll eat whatever you give me.
0: Yeah, that was not half
1: an hour. That wasn't? No. What was it? Or how? Maybe about what? 20, 20 minutes?
0: minutes? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going
1: faster at rolling then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually it takes me about 8 to 10. Uh,
0: Sorry, how long does it usually take you? To have? roll. How would you compare the feeling you are right now versus just
1: being drunk? Oh, being drunk? This is more like a... Um, a very strong buzz. Like, like slurring speech slightly. A still making buzz? sense. No, like a, like a buzz of... I am not good to drive kind of buzz.
0: Okay.
1: Like, it, it's are drinking, like, just 5% bud, like, simple, basic beer. So the gross, Yeah, basically. And you're about three beers in, about, on, like, a half-full stomach. Okay. Kind of thing, so, like, a, a good, kind of strong buzz going. So, like, barbecue? Yeah. Like a barbecue. Like, that's kind of how I feel right now.
0: Okay.
1: And this is on an indica, which means I'll be getting very sleepy soon. Because indica means like in the couch kind of thing, and a sativa is kind of like a coffee, where it actually does perk you up. Okay. so should
0: I be scared that you're going to fall asleep on it? Oh no,
1: like I'll, I'm, I know I have this to do, so I'll be okay. A- awake.
0: Okay. Um, so can you tell me where you went? You currently were on CME property. No,
1: no, I went off CME property. Okay. And um, I can't really specify where. But it is in an okay place to smoke.
0: Okay, so because CMU, you're not allowed to smoke mm-hmm. on property. on campus, yeah. So you left. Yes. How does that affect your nighttime routine? Because you said this is something you regularly do. Mm-hmm.
1: So basically, it actually helps with getting out of my apartment, getting out of um, like isolation, basically. Because sometimes I go like days on end, um, either being in my room or in the classroom, and that's it really with hardly any interaction with people, so it's a good way to actually get out, and if I run into someone, I run into someone, I say hi, kind of thing, so it forces me to interact with someone as well.
0: Well, how dependent are you on that routine, because, for mm-hmm. example, last week we had that big snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of thing you would say, like, yeah, I'm going to go out and do it, or would you back off?
1: Uh, if it's something like that, I would have um, backed off. I would have not gotten out, because like, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to. So then I would notice that I would get a little bit more on the anxious side. Okay. But then I started uh, also learning uh, alongside having cannabis, having uh, mindfulness practices as well, to work alongside it.
0: How, what does that look like?
1: So for me, like, in a pinch, if, I'm, if I know I'm in like, public or something like that, or just anywhere that's not my apartment, I'll just take some deep breaths in and out and tell myself I'll be okay. I'll be fine, just get through this part. Once I get through this part, then I can continue on with whatever I'm doing.
0: Well, it's not a cheaper alternative to smoking.
1: Yeah, it is. But that's not all. That's more of a quick fix. Not necessarily um, good for the long term, but when I smoke, well, it helps slow p- everything down.
0: But wouldn't you say the opposite? Wouldn't we do a quick fix versus practicing mindfulness all the time and help that changing the way you think?
1: Well... I guess, but I also see pot as a way of helping that process even further. What do you mean? Well, because, like, for, for myself, it, it, my anxiety sometimes gets too out of control, where even with that, like, I've gone to where, like, three or four weeks without pot, and it's gotten to the point where I've gotten so stressed and so panicky that I was like, okay, I need to calm down a lot, and then, um, yeah, and so I got, like, too out of hand in defense. So I I would get to panic at the smaller things. And then with it, it kind of helps me slow that process down enough to the point where I'd be like, oh, now that I'm a bit more coherent and calm down, especially on the coming down of the high, then that's when a lot of the processing can happen for me.
0: I have to ask, because like it's 9.40 mm-hmm. now. How long ago would you say you smoked, that like you finished?
1: Um, okay, what time did I leave? 9?
0: No, maybe more like five after nine. Oh,
1: okay. Um, so you
0: got back by twenty after.
1: Oh, it says it's been about twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, about twenty minutes ago. I'm not good at really keeping track of time because right now it felt like way longer than that. Okay. Is that a side effect or
0: is that just...
1: Yeah, just perception of time generally does happen. It um it does vary from person to person. Okay. Um yeah. So like obviously this story that I have now. Uh-huh. Uh, it has sixteen point five percent THC. So that's think of that as like uh, a good like craft beer, like a around ten percent craft beer kind of thing. So a strong one.
0: Okay. So it's mild. It's
1: yeah. not much. No, it's it's on the milder side, but the thing is I also smoke every night, so something like this for me isn't like normal. But for someone who's never smoked pot before this would be very strong.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so then in that for that in those regards I would go for more for pot wise THC ten percent or less.
0: See the words hmm? that you're saying don't make any sense to someone who does not smoke pot. Like I yeah. don't smoke pot, so it doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to put it in like craft beer terms and other metaphors that way. Outside of that, okay. if yeah, if that helps
0: a little. Okay. But like, can you actually just describe just how you actually feel? Like
1: right now, it feels great. Like my uh, sense of smell. Is heightened.
0: Okay, so what
1: you're saying is, don't burn the ice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, it's such a smell, it's just appreciating, like it opens up a bit more receptors, like that's what's it's been known to do. So like I can, I can smell more individual things, like more diff- specific ingredients, things like that. So does um, it
0: feel like a superpower? Kind of. Okay.
1: Like I realize that I'm on the slower on the uptake while well hi and so things can take a bit of a um, well it can take a time. time okay. and yeah but no otherwise it, everything else like sense of touch and hearing and sound music is amazing because the sound goes up as well
0: so you're from the country hmm you're a Mennonite yep. how does your family feel about this?
1: Um, I'm not too sure about my mum okay. my dad doesn't like it but he'll allow it in a sense because he realizes for someone like myself, it does help
0: okay, uh, to process.
1: And I do know in the long term I want to uh, come off of it a bit more because I don't want to rely on it too much. Okay. But as of right now, I understand that I will be going through some stuff and yeah, and I'll need to uh, um, go through it that way.
0: So I googled some questions to ask mm-hmm. someone whether they high, because this is something mm-hmm. that I think is funny, because I want to know if answers change. Okay. Um, what would the world be like if every country legalized cannabis?
1: Oof. Every country legalized cannabis. Yep. Yeah,
0: completely legal, mm-hmm. and it's not taboo.
1: Okay, not taboo. Then I think, I don't think the percentage of people who would consume it would go up Too much, at least not for frequent users, because like obviously someone like myself would still consume the same amount. Mm -hmm. You might see a little uptick when it uh, when it's first like that, um, like when it was legalized here in Canada, there was a bit of an up uh, uptick and a bit of a spike in the in the data, for when people just did just to try. try. Mm -hmm. So that might happen, but then after a while, it might slowly increase as people more kind of you know accept it and a different generation comes in, but I don't think there'd be overall too much change.
0: So we've been talking for a little while, Mm -hmm. and you don't sound to me any different than you were Mm
1: -hmm. an hour ago. Yeah.
0: Why is that? Because when I think of people who are high, I think Mm -hmm. of like, Ashton Kutcher going, dude, where's my car? Mm -hmm. But you're still being, saying the same sentences you normally would, Mm -hmm. you're still very much a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has to do with you? Or just that the stereotype is wrong?
1: That's generally just the stereotype of what a typical stoner would look like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The thing is, that's just, again, a typical stoner. And, and it actually started back when um, when pot was fe- first deemed illegal. Okay. Which was back in the 50s. Because the guy in, in charge of all the, um, the government aspect of legalization of drugs realized that there was more and more immigrants bringing it in. Mm -hmm. And he noticed more and more demographics were actually participating in it, and because it was a whole racial thing, that's one of the reasons why it became illegal. Mm. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, um, but so that stereotype is just, it's always been a profile of kind of the worst of the worst, in that sense.
0: So, because you're not giggling. No. You're not... Happy. I like. I really would thought you'd come in and be like, "Oh, life is great. <laughs> I need chips and." If cheese. I had like
1: another, uh, if I had another joint, like mm-hmm. another half gram, and or if I lit up like a bong or a glass pipe, because a, 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 a bong and a glass pipe will hit you differently because of how the smoke is taken in and it's cooler, which means it can hit you a little bit harder. Uh, and a bong is going through water, um, so it's definitely cooled off and processed differently, and it's so, through a vapor.
0: Because you knew you we were getting high mm-hmm. for this, you perfectly chose a string that didn't change too much of your per- perspective, I guess, of life. Like your
1: No, like so you I still had this in mind, but I still would have gotten just as high any other time. Okay. Yeah. So it's, nothing would have changed. I might be a bit more coherent because I'm a bit more aware, and I can also start feeling myself coming down of it right now, as well, too. Because now I'm becoming more aware of my surroundings.
0: Okay. Um, Anything else you want to say about being high?
1: Um, If you want to try it, I suggest it, but do realize it's not for everyone. Um, Some people may react more harshly, that is also due to to genetics, so check also if your heart is okay as well. Because smoking anything, cigarettes, doesn't matter, smoking anything can set that off. Okay. Yeah, so definitely get checked out before.
0: And I'm just going to ask you a bunch of really random, really dumb questions. Alright. Are you ready? Sure. You're currently eating eggs. Do they taste differently than it normally would?
1: Um, different from how I'd make them, but good. But, yeah.
0: So flavor-wise, texture-wise, same same thing? Yeah. Are you hearing colors? I will be now. What does that mean?
1: It means now that you mentioned it, I'm now aware of it.
0: Huh. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you see things differently? Like, are you looking at things, um, so for example, I have a yellow water bottle in Mm -hmm. front of you.
1: That does not look yellow. It looks like a highlighter green, like a lime green. Really? Yeah.
0: But normally, what does it look like to you? It would look yellow. Okay. But that's
1: because for some reason in this setting with the fluorescent lights, it's affecting the color, at least from my perception.
0: Okay, but do you think that perception is right or wrong?
1: It's definitely altered. Because I've I've seen that same water bottle under different light, and so the color does look a little bit different depending on um, shadow and that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. But no, like that definitely looks off.
0: What do you notice the most about your body?
1: Um, where my arms are, like my just between the elbow and the wrist, mm-hmm. and my um between the my hips, and my, th- my my knees, and your those what? parts. Uh, my knees and the uh, hip, like okay. that upper leg bone area.
0: Does your tongue feel like it's too big?
1: Uh, no, because I already had a lot to drink of water beforehand.
0: And do your glasses feel funny?
1: Again, now they mentioned it. Yes. Before, I just felt comfortable.
0: But when you're so when you're walking back here, mm-hmm. did you feel disoriented? Did it affect your um,
1: you walk? No, it didn't really affect. Um, I was uh, not necessarily as quick, as I could be sometimes with some of the ruts, things like that, but, yeah, so not too much different than how I normally walk, Um, but yeah, no, just with, um, when I was walking down the street a bit, there were a lot of cars and stuff going by, so when I was on the way back, that kind of set me off a little bit, I was like, oh, okay, there's something there, because I'm seeing the lights coming up behind me, Mm -hmm. even though I know I'm okay, because there's a wide enough ditch. If you would
0: smoke with anyone,
1: who Mm -hmm. would you smoke with? Oof. Willie Nelson would be a go-to answer. Why? Well, he's a one of the first um, icons uh, that was okay with pot. Okay. And cannabis culture and the consumption of it. Kind of like Cheech and Chong. Um, same kind of thing. They were the, some of the ones to first bring awareness to the general public about it. And how it's not all bad. Okay.
0: How much a month would you say you spend on pot?
1: Oh, too much.
0: That doesn't it tell me anything.
1: It depends on the strain because each strain for about three and a half grams can range anywhere from forty to a uh, hundred bucks. Okay. Depending on the rarity and the strength of it and where it's from and how it's grown. That all affects uh, the price of it and how much can be produced.
0: Okay, so but on average.
1: On average i would be spending between forty to sixty bucks um, a week. A week. Because um, that's about three and a half grams.
0: That's more than my food bill. Yeah. Would
1: you sacrifice weed for food? Um, I'd do a compromise of a bit of both, so I'd lessen, I would kind of take a cut out of both of them, because as of right now I would do that, because um, I know I need to rely on it a bit more.
0: Okay.
1: But I know after school is done, I'm going to, or and more towards when I graduate, I'm going to start, I'm going to wean myself off of it now too.
0: Well, How, as a student, do you mm-hmm. afford that? Because you're in an apartment, you're feeding yourself, yeah, and you have to pay for things like your weed mm-hmm. or new clothing that comes up, mm-hmm. your tuition, your books, yeah. and you don't work full-time. Like, you're just, you work occasionally, mm-hmm. correct?
1: Yeah, I work part-time. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that enough to feed yourself and buy weed?
1: Um, again, it depends on what I buy and how much I smoke, because sometimes 3.5 grams Will last me the week some other times will last me like a week and a half two weeks
0: so what you're saying is if you get more hours at work, mm-hmm. you'll be more luxurious in your choices
1: yes, but not usually it's I go for the cheaper stuff okay um, but also student loans does help with uh, paying off tuition and um, and other like purchases but you yeah, know I haven't um, uh, purchased in a while actually so I'm just finishing off some, uh, some stuff that I had before I went on the trip.
0: How old were you when you first started smoking?
1: The first time I tried was, um, I was about 18, and then yeah. when I was regular it was last year, so then I was like, uh, 21, 22. Okay.
0: Have you tried any other drugs?
1: Um, weed is the only thing really that Other than, like, getting my wisdom teeth pulled out with, like, those drugs, (laughs) things like that. Other than, like, going to the hospital and getting those drugs, other than that, no. Okay. We just, like, the only stuff I've done.
0: Have you wanted to do anything else?
1: Shrooms is really the only other thing. That's really about it. Okay. Because shrooms is kind of like, um, LSD, in a sense, but not nearly as bad for the brain. Because it's an edible, so it gets processed to to the liver.
0: Are you worried about the effects of smoking, specifically, has on your body?
1: Um... Well, I used to smoke cigarettes, so that had a far worse effect on my body. Are you sure? Yeah. Because with, uh, with the tobacco, um, the carcinogen specifically, that go, like the smoke that gets into the lungs, mm-hmm. it does, um, it does like, harm the lungs and allows for other bacteria and cancer cells to grow back. Well, with pot, sure, it does damage the lungs, but it doesn't allow anything else to grow back, uh, like cancer cells, or at least it makes it more difficult.
0: Are we sure uh, about that?
1: Um, that was the last time I checked, which was about four years ago. So that part I know is probably a little bit outdated now.
0: Well like as a one well, part of the reasons why I don't is because mm-hmm. I have asthma and I'm mm-hmm. allergic to smoke. Mm-hmm. So, so like yes, there are other ways, but as someone mm-hmm. who's already hyper aware of the effects of those levels in the body. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at people who are like smoking and I'm wondering how they're able to do that because mm-hmm. like I know that it has to affect their body. Mm-hmm. And so the Willie Nelsons of the world. Yeah. How are they doing it without dying of lung cancer?
1: Again, that's because the carcinogens don't allow them to grow uh, the cancer cells to grow back. Okay, I'm gonna rephrase it to where it makes it more difficult for them to grow back.
0: Well, oh, I'm gonna still be skeptical about mm-hmm.
1: that. And of course, like obviously I do I do want people to be aware and get their information is more up to date than mine is.
0: More up-to-date than a high Riley?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah, it's a big plane.
0: So what you're saying is we can not 100% trust what you're saying?
1: For that part, yes.
0: Okay, but everything else you're confident? Yeah. Okay. Are you normally this confident?
1: I can be. I have my moments, but, yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is there anything you want to ask me?
1: When I first walked in, did I seem very high?
0: Nope. You just
1: smelled. And that's the only thing you were aware of as someone who's not around me Um, at one time.
0: Because I do hang around you on a fairly regular Mm -hmm. basis. I don't find there's much of a difference in you. Mm. Um, Earlier, you were shaking because you had too much coffee. I feel like you've calmed Mm. down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like my hand? Not shaking at all.
0: No. Yeah, right before. Super still. Two hours before you were like going nuts. Full
1: hands were yeah, shaking, yeah. And my jaw was going because I was all yeah. just cold.
0: But no, like yeah. you see. But now it's the
1: same. I even noticed on the walk there and coming back, on the way there I was like hunched over like I was like super cold. Yeah. On the way back I have hands in my pocket, I'm standing more upright, I'm just walking, cold mm. and not as bothersome and Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So
0: you spoke?
1: you uh, Not as often, but I do have a glass pipe.
0: Okay, and you do edible?
1: Um, Not as often. I might cook with it every now and then. Oil? Uh, usually just a dry bud in butter, and then that binds to the butter, and then you can use that for whatever, um, within like pasta or in soups, ramen noodles. Uh, even if you have like meatballs or ground beef, you can cook it in that too.
0: What's the ultimate stoner meal?
1: Oh, the ultimate For me, oh, that would probably be like a pepperoni and bacon pizza, extra pepperoni, and like a two-liter Coke, and just you're just sitting there on a couch and just eating. Maybe a, on a pres-
0: couch in a basement.
1: Oh yeah, with a sh- like shag carpet, walls very se- excuse me, very seventies kind of feel.
0: Same same couch. Oh of course yeah. Wearing yeah. what you normally wear.
1: Yeah, as like the old man. Yeah.
0: Or you could go back
1: for a Oh oh, those were the old days. That was good. <laughs> I can't believe, like, looking back on that now, it's weird. I can't believe I actually did that.
0: It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Austria for Windberg. I mm-hmm. had to give you the, it has to be somewhere between a rope
1: and a yeah.
0: five-piece suit. And you wore what? <laughs> How many pieces were in your suit, Riley?
1: So many. It was fantastic. Uh, and we were going to OJ's after, so I kind of thinking, you know, spice it up, you know, look nice.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a t-shirt kind of deal. I just really
1: mm-hmm. didn't want you wearing a five-piece suit or and a robe. That's what I... I, I should have worn yeah. both. <laughs> the five-piece suit. Oh,
0: there we go, yeah. Nice. Okay, well that's all the questions I have for you. Alright.
1: You good? Yeah. I'm good? Perfect.
0: Awesome. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a highlight of my
1: hey. okay. life. <laughs> oh, make your fingers go. I have Dylan in here with me on the studio for Wittenberg Radio, and today we're gonna to talk about cannabis, especially on the anniversary of yeah, the legalization, legalization. exactly one year, legalization. one year today, yeah, all right, so uh let's get started. Why did you start to uh use cannabis?
2: So I started using cannabis when I was seventeen uh I started using it medicinally, like that's why I got into it um and essentially strictly medicinal purposes right so that's gonna be using both CBD and THC but that's not for you know stoner purposes that's medicinal and that's like the way that's the reason that I got into it and the way I started using it and why I still currently use cannabis
1: all right so uh, another question here is why do you think cannabis is a good thing for both recreational and medicinal purposes
2: Why do I think it's a good thing? Okay, well, I'll start with the medicinal side because that's more what I can speak to. Um, So I would say it's good medicinally for pretty much anything within um, the use of the plant, right? So um, you have to do your own research, obviously, for how it's going to be beneficial to you. That's talking to doctors, right, specialists, stuff like that. But it's really, it's, you know, there's evidence of it being useful for anything from, you know, mental health, insomnia, chronic pain, arthritis, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, all of those sorts of things. It's, it's, there's scientific evidence of it being incredibly useful for all those areas. And then also, re- excuse me, um, taking into account also like the recreational side, um, it's, it's right, it's a relaxant. It's stuff like that, right? People, there's the culture of, you know, stoners and that, that exists. But, um, yeah, I would say the, like there isn't necessarily a benefit to that, per se, more so is, like, of the benefit of anything, right, recreational, and you're going to have to take that into account of, you know, responsible usage and all that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, and so what do you think are some uh, cons or detriments for both, kind of, medical and recreational sides of uh, cannabis use?
2: So, the cons of cannabis use. Um, Recreationally, I don't really, I can't speak to the cons of that, because, however, obviously, you know... There is um, the research that shows maybe you know slight signs of short-term memory loss, you know things like that, and um, I think one should take that into consideration. However, um, no more than um, alcohol or something like that, in my opinion. Right, I'm not overly educated in um, the science of it, like the detrimental effects, and even medicinally, I personally am not aware of any detrimental effects in the use of medicinal cannabis. I have only in my personal life and with other people that I know I've only seen positive outcomes. So I would honestly say that I'm not currently aware of any like detrimental effects of cannabis medicinally for sure, recreationally. um, I would say that's up to the user's discretion Mm -hmm. and how they're using it. So um, to you what is what does the cannabis culture look like? The cannabis culture, um, so you're talking like in Canada? Mm -hmm. The cannabis culture within Canada um, well, for starters, you have your, you know, your stereotypical cannabis culture, and that exists heavily, mm-hmm. right? That exists, and the stereotype's there for a reason, in all honesty, right? Um think, you know, yeah, the stereotypical stoner, that that, that exists, that stereotype exists for a reason. Um, but then you also have the, the other culture, which is starting, is growing largely in Canada, which I'm very excited about, which is, you know, the medical community. Um, with the legalization of cannabis now we have the ability to have um, licensed producers within Canada growing um, high-quality cannabis for medicinal purposes for the sake of medical use, right? And so that's really exciting because now you have that culture um, starting, starting up and I think it's becoming a lot more a lot more prominent as well even like when you go into um, some of the cannabis dispensaries, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people going in there saying, hey, what can I What's going to help me for stress? You know, what's going to help me for sleeping at night? What's going to help me for anxiety? Stuff like that, right? I've got um, chronic pain. What kind of, what's going to help me for that? And so even so you have this culture within Canada that is associated with stoners, right? The dispensary, you say, oh, well, potheads go to the dispensaries. No, that's not necessarily true, right? That's not true at all, actually. When you go into those places and you hear, like, even the staff, sometimes you'll get, like, really educated staff to be like, hey, this is what this strain is doing. This is how it's going to help you. And so now. <clears throat> We're starting to get that culture within Canada, which is really exciting as well, because it's just um, the the furthering of the education, right? The education of the plant itself, its usage, and I think that that is starting to become more prominent, and um, that's really exciting as well. All right. So, being from Alberta uh, and coming here to Manitoba, are there any
1: similarities and differences you've noticed between uh, the two provinces?
2: Similarities and differences. Um, I haven't been in Manitoba very long, right? Mm-hmm. This is only my first semester um, at CMU. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't speak a lot to um, the differences. In and in, in all honesty, there isn't that much difference, right? Across Canada, um, it's really in these prairie provinces, right? So I think the culture exists. Right stoner culture is stoner culture, but med- medical use is medical use. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very um you can apply the same stereotypes to to pretty much anywhere you're gonna go, right? Oh, yeah. So but I think in Alberta we definitely have more cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure more of a focus on medicinal use, especially mm-hmm. in like the environment that I'm in. Yeah. Um, with my own relations and stuff to the to the usage of the plant. So, but yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely say there's more of a medicinal side from what I've seen in Alberta mm-hmm. than necessarily in Manitoba, but I'm not sure. I've only been here, I don't know, like a couple months, so okay. we'll see where, we'll see what I learn, where see goes. where it goes. <laughs> All right, so what are some uh, uh
1: what are some misconceptions that you would
2: like to clear up that uh, people might have? Okay, misconceptions, this is a big one. Um I got water. So, misconceptions around cannabis. For starters, the stoner stereotype, you cannot apply that to... It's not an across-the-board thing that you can apply, you know? Um, <clears throat> like I previously mentioned, it exists, and it exists for a reason. However, what people don't understand, even... Um, you tell people that you use cannabis medicinally, and they kind of just shrug you off as, like, it's pseudoscience, right? They don't take it into account... The actual science that exists, right? The this, for example, like right, your endocrine system within your body. Then you have within that there's your endocannabinoid system, which is literally designed to for the sole purpose of cannabis, right? Um, responding those receptors responding to the THC and CBD molecules, or I don't know if that's a proper word, but right, whatever. Um, it goes th- long, long along the lines. If like right, I would encourage anyone who listens to this to do research, right? Research how cannabis is actually working with the body, how it's responding to the specific tissues, how it's, you know, it's it's working and helping the body because people don't understand, people don't understand that. They they associate cannabis, you know, with with high, with, you know, it's oh, it's just they're pot smokers, they're going to get high. And you know what? Yeah, sure, some people do that, and that's fine, you know. I'm not going to judge anyone who decides to use the plant um in that in that way however i would also encourage responsible usage with anything right with alcohol with everything there's always there's a fine line um with when it comes to that and i think responsible usage is very important mm. but yeah the huge misconceptions are you know just regarding yeah the medicinal side people aren't understanding that and they don't they don't believe you right you say oh this is what cannabis is doing and they're like i'm sure it is right because the pharmaceutical companies are quite against cannabis because you know that takes away from from all of the prescription drugs that they're selling and they're putting into the market, and they don't—they're not willing to accept cannabis as a legitimate, um, as a legitimate form of medicine. And even in my own personal experience going down the medicinal road, it's—it's—it's—it's <coughs> it's, it's, it's very real. The misconception and the stigma. There's a huge stigma around cannabis within the medical community and within my own personal experience um, dealing with doctors and different things like that. They don't really like to acknowledge cannabis. Is being legitimate, right? So that's that's highly unfortunate, and that's something that people don't aren't really aware of, mm-hmm. right, when you talk about it with them, they're not really aware of that. And I think the big thing, right, is just furthering the education of the plant, the use of the plant, the science of the plant, right? How it's so complex, you know, you have your, your different terpenes within the plant, you know, your sativas, your indicas, all your different strains, they're doing different things. Every single strain is doing something different, and people don't understand that. They just associate it with weed. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just ah, oh, like right. Weed, weed is weed, and stoners use it to get high, and that's the misconception. People aren't understanding the actual complexity of the plant, and even how you know hemp with CBD, the huge benefits of that. People aren't understanding how that also correlates with THC, how CBD and THC work together, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, they just people aren't understanding that.
1: Yeah. All right. So you also mentioned a couple times that um, that stoner culture is there for a reason. Uh, why do you think that... Or at least, what do you think that reason
2: is? What do I think that reason is? Okay, this is interesting. This is strictly my own personal opinion and, like, um, my own analysis of what's going on. Um, I think stoner culture exists for the reason that they... of is almost a societal outcast, right? Because you have stoners, and then you have everybody else. Because if you smoke weed well, you're, you're someone who smokes weed, right? And so I think that it's something that kind of just happened um, without people even realizing that it was happening, right? Because you start smoking weed, or if you do smoke weed, and then, or even, you know, using medicinal cannabis, people, they put you in a, in a category, and so you just inherently become part of that category, and you join together with other people who are also placed within that category, right? So then you have this category of people who use cannabis, you know, whether that be medicinal or recreational, you have this culture that has been formed, that has been pushed as its own separate thing that other people don't really like associating with, right? You don't people who don't use cannabis... Um, don't generally, you know, hang out or associate with the stoner culture yeah. because they stick together. You know, it's it's with anything in society, right? You yeah. have your different yeah. groups.
1: And there's, like, a variance within each group.
2: Right? Absolutely, right. absolutely. Even within the own stoner culture, right, there's so much variation. Mm-hmm. But that exists, right, because, you know, the yeah. recreational side, like I said, the stereotype exists for a reason. Yeah. You know, in my own personal experience, like, I don't consider myself to be part of that culture per se, but mm-hmm. um, I think it exists for a reason and because... Um, society's view on cannabis is the way it is, that culture has been, um, what's the word? Exemplified? Exemplified, yes. Exaggerated. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on that.
1: Alright. And uh, so, does cannabis affect your outlook on life, and how?
2: Yes, it does affect my outlook on life. <laughs> um, for starters, just for myself, using it medicinally, right? It's, It's with anything, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a debilitating something going on and you get an antidote to what that is your life is therefore changed right with any kind of medical sickness right so that's with my own personal well-being and then also just the fact that um just like opening like my eyes to like the misconceptions around cannabis right because I like that that view of weed right that that's stereotypical it's bad it's a drug you know we associate them as druggies you know I had that. I was that was me. I viewed that. So, when you start to understand, when you actually start to educate yourself, it really breaks open, you know, some of the misconceptions that you have about certain biases in your life. And so, on a more philosophical level, that's it's definitely done that for me.
0: And that was this week's episode of Wittenberg Radio. If you have any more questions for us, feel free to leave us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email to WittenbergRadio at gmail.com. Or, as always, you can make a post on the Wittenberg door.